This is Mouth Media Network. Amplify and connect. Tina Fey. 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 Fey, comma, Tina. Tina Fey. Tina Fey, Tina Fey, Tina Fey. This is Funny People Talking. Hi, my name is Nicole Blaine. I am a stand-up comedian, a writer, a producer, and a mom. And I would much rather be scraping and cleaning the wart off of my son, who he has had a wart for two years, and it is disgusting. And I have to go in and pick it out with the blood and all and put medicine on it every single day, twice a day. I'd rather be doing that than listening to funny people talking. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Funny People Talking. Woo! Woohoo! I was we a woo have, girl there. We, I got really excited. You are the woo girl. Hey, Elsie, can we have a woo? Woo. That was <laughs> great. Okay. So I love the effort. There was just a woo, no ho. So anyway, uh, hey, hey, Daniel. Uh, well, I, by the way, hey, I'm oh. Mark Rako, everybody. I'm one of your hosts, and with me is Danielle. Well, she's not with me, not physically, but because we're quarantining. But I can see her beautiful face right here on my computer screen. Hi, Danielle. Hello, Mark. I'm it's Danielle Beckman. Oh, hey, it's me, and you're Mark Rako. <laughs> yes. I'm really excited to be doing this today. It's a little ray of sunshine, and you know, the sixth week of. Wherever we are. You know, I counted the other day. I asked my wife, I said, how many days has it been? And we actually went, but, and I think we're at like 48 for us. Okay. Something like that. Yeah, like yeah, for, yeah. I feel like everyone has their own range. Because it, people started to really lock down at their own moment. I know. You know, weird. I had not been counting. It hadn't occurred to me to count. Yeah. Um, until I saw someone else count. And I'm like, well, I want a number too. Well, well, I want to count, and I want to compete with your number, and I want my uh-huh. number to be higher. I know. And technically, if, if my wife went out after I did, are we using her number, or am I counting from my number? Yeah, it's just – it's intense. Isn't it That's weird right. how people want to compete about tragedy? Anyway, we have anyway, a guest here we should introduce. We do. But first, a hello to our producer, Elsie. Hi, Elsie. Hi. How's it going? Uh, oh, okay. Are, hey, you, are you okay, Elsie? Yeah, I'm fine. Elsie, uh, how are you? How how many days have you been quarantined? I don't know. I, I kind of like it, so I'm not really counting. <laughs> you kind of like it. That actually makes. How I will how, stop talking. That. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how is your cat, none of your business, doing with the quarantine? Fine. That's why I've, I'm not on there because none of your business is right next to me and doesn't want to be on camera. Oh, okay. Oh well, for no. all of our listeners, they'll they'll know that That's none true. of business and Elsie are not on camera. Just That's imagine right. it, but don't imagine too hard. Uh, by the way, just so you know, Nicole, none of your business uh, plays saxophone in a jazz band mm-hmm. at night. So, uh, in any event, uh, good to hear you, Elsie. Uh, more from Elsie later. Um, 
I don't know what's happening at Elsie's home, but it seems to be a lot of activity. Uh, anyway, uh, with us, boy, oh boy, are we excited. We have Nicole, Nicole Blaine. She is a stand-up comedian, as you heard. She is just released a stand-up comedy special titled Life's a Bit. And uh, it is now for sale and rent on Amazon Prime, iTunes, cable outlets, the whole bit. It takes a look at her life and motherhood. I love when stand-up comedians combine motherhood and your comedy. There's just so much material. Um, I mean, and it's great because I took a look at the uh, trailer uh, and I think uh, Danielle did too. And seriously, Nicole, I cannot wait to see this whole thing. It's freaking hey, brilliant. Thank you. You've taken the fun thing that happens when people lip sync other people's voices on, like in uh, drunk in history, the, drunk history, and the yeah. one where they have uh, um, adults that mouth what the kids say. <laughs> and stuff Was that like the that. cat leaving? Did the cat go out to its gig later tonight? That was actually a motorcycle. Oh, going that was by. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. I thought the cat was like, fuck this a podcast. I'm out. <laughs> I know. Weirdly, I heard that perfectly, but all of the blue angels flying over, nothing. Yeah. So um anyway, so uh what I love it. Your your uh your special looks just fantastic. And I really encourage everybody to go check out the trailer. You can look up life's a bit out there. Uh, it reenacts a lot of the jokes portrayed by your uh, are portrayed by your real husband and your children back and forth with that. And then uh, uh, film scenes on stage. Now I have a question for you and, and you yeah. may, maybe you're not allowed to say Uh-oh. <laughs> this to me has si- single camera sitcom written all over it. Are uh-huh. you, are you, are you trying to head in that direction or is there some attention or is there things you can't talk about? Oh, I wish there was things I couldn't talk about. <laughs> no, I have too much to uh, say and nobody to listen. Um, I did write. We're listening, Nicole. I, I love that, Danielle. Um, I wrote Life's a Bit, the pilot, years ago. And it was exactly this same thing. Um, and in it, so I co-wrote, my husband and I are writing partners. His name is Mickey. And so we wrote it about, I mean, I think every stand-up has that pilot, though. Everyone has written their life story and yeah. how hard it is to be a stand-up. And so mine was the same thing. It was like the woman, entrepreneur, trying to live a double life of working a day job, taking care of kids, and ditching them at night to go out and follow their dreams. And will her husband step up to the plate and be Mr. Mom, right? And then ultimately, how guilty do I feel leaving them every night? Which is yeah. my real feeling. And that's... I feel really duplicitous about being a creator who wants to make stuff at the expense of losing time with my kids. Cause I don't get paid much, right. If ever. So I have a day job. So I'm already gone eight hours a day. And then I pick them up. I turn around, I make a meal and then I fly out the door at night to tell dick jokes to like three guys in a bar <laughs> while they're not paying attention. Um, and so it's, I've felt guilty for the last decade. So I, yeah, I had to write the pilot for it. And then in the pilot, I had come, we had come up with this idea that what you see in the pilot really going on with the kids and the family, that those actual moments would be the inception for her jokes on stage, which is what I do. Right. So my kids say something ridiculous. And then I find a way to comedically fold it into how will that work as a stage 
by myself. Mm -hmm. And then in the pilot, we folded it back in with then, you know, the Nicole on stage doing stand-up, intercutting back with those moments we already saw throughout the pilot, climactically ending in a bit that folds it all together. And so then I, so we made a sizzle for that pilot to try to sell it, which was Mm -hmm. my big closing joke that's like a four minute rant um and then I shot that separately and then shot scenes with the kids mouthing over their lines and then we were trying to sell that pilot and it went around town and it got us agents which was a big deal and so that was great and it got us lots of meetings and so forth and so on but then I thought well fuck this it didn't get picked up I'm gonna shoot that as my stand-up comedy special like if Mm -hmm. no one's gonna do anything with it like I loved it so that's the name of the do it yourself right so we just took our money and made it ourselves and i thought i will work all these jokes for years and then make my children say their own lines back to me if they want to live here (laughs) that is their payment absolutely absolutely this seems to me and i'm sure this is what you've been thinking at a minimum this seems like this can be a a uh, occasional uh, installment for like Funny or Die or something yeah. like that that you know uh, episodic uh, as you know inspiration and and opportunity arises. Um, this has definitely got web series on it at a minimum. Uh, well, we'll talk more about that all in a minute. Uh, sure. So we can't wait. Thank you for joining us, Nicole. You're awesome already. Ready to be here. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, where are you, by the way? Where is your uh, location? I am in Santa Monica, California. Ah, Santa Monica. Yeah. And uh, that's cool. I'm are a Cali you... girl. Are you? Where'd you I grow up? Am. I grew up in San Diego. Ooh. Oh, very cool. Yeah. My dad is in Long Beach, so he's right on the water. And my mom's in Orange County. So that's nice. nice. Oh, I love it. Did um? So you're in Santa Monica. That's cool. Are you in a house or are you in a... In a uh apartment are you uh we are we are in an apartment living it just like i did i grew up a block and a half away in another apartment yeah so i i made it uh completely a block and a half east which is (laughs) even less i have gone worse than my parents who were um terrible so i really (laughs) haven't made it out um but i'm in the i'm an apartment dweller but i'm right on the edge of Northside santa monica and i can see the rich people like right across (laughs) Oh, perfect. Is <laughs> any, do you have any rich people sightings right now? No, I do. We're on the podcast. I, I have the apartment dwellers that are next to me, though, blocking my view of the really rich mansions that are sitting out on their balcony. One, the man just went inside, but the wife. So I am in quarantine, basically in bed with this couple who lives. <laughs> oh, I can see they're legitimately 10. They're almost not even six feet away. I think that we're practically. Someone could spit and then it's over. Yeah. 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 No. You guys do, don't talk? We might as well. I will. T- they've seen me naked multiple times. Perfect. Um, once I was trying to close my window because I was changing. And I, at the same time, had to fart and my kids were in the room. And I thought it'd be really funny if every time I closed the blinds, I yeah. squat and farted at the same time. So <laughs> I go, it's, it's nighttime, mind you. All our lights are on in my bedroom. And I go over to the window and I start squatting and farting and looking at my kids inside the room. What I don't realize is I'm actually raising the window open and they're having <laughs> a complete full party with like 30 people out on their balcony. 
That was okay. This was pre quarantine, though, right? It was, yeah, pre quarantine. No, this is what created the quarantine. <laughs> the shame, the shame has got to be gone oh, by now. That's gosh. All right. Well, uh, tell them we said hello, and uh, we'll. Oh, there you go. Hey, um, not not naked now. No, um, not naked now. <laughs> All right, so we will come back to you in a few minutes. But uh, coming up, we have a couple of things as well as we'll catch up and an improv game designed for the working mom. Nice. Uh, that'll come up something that I don't even know if we've ever played, Danielle. Ooh, this should be fun. Uh, and of course, uh, a special end of show food segment at the end of the show. Uh, more to come on that. But first... I do have a question for you, Danielle. Yeah, Mark, what's up? So you're quarantined in your in your homey home. Uh, you're, um, yeah, you are. Um, but I noticed there are a lot of birds. It, it, there are there are a lot of birds in yes. your apartment. I know they're on your shoulder. They're flying around the back of you. Oh, there goes one right there. Well, I don't yeah. know if that was a blue jay or what. There's they're on the windowsill. They're standing, blocking the webcam right now. Actually, please move whatever you are. Um, that one what is, is with the? That's Flitty. What, that's Flitty. Flitty. Flitty, move. What okay. is with? What is with all the birds? Okay, Mark. Listen, we talked about birds on this show before. I know. I didn't know you were just like. Say in quarantine, I have developed a skill, and I've gone full Snow White. Okay, <laughs> and I am every morning. I wake up. I sing a little song. I open my windows. No screens. All my bird friends come in. I have a list. We have a European starling. We have a blue jay. We have a cardinal. We have a house finch. We have a house sparrow. We have a an American robin. I I keep my running list. They each have a similar name, like flitty or fluttery or even like flirty, because some of them flirt. Um, it's mating season, you know. Um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, April 28th, mating season for birds. Don't we all know? But oh, anyway, I've just let them all in. Oh, okay. oh yeah. For, for, hello? Mark, get out of here. So anyway, I've gone full Snow White, and that's what you're seeing is the um, the outcome of the last, you know, however many 40-whatever days in quarantine of just free-for-all. I've got feeders now. I'm loving it. We we may come back to you the next time we talk, and it's just like we won't see you. It's going to be like piled up, like just... yeah. The only birds I don't have in here are parrots. I just don't want them to talk to me, you know. I have That'd learned all their calls though. Really? Yeah. What do you mean all the parrot calls? Well, no, all the bird. Yeah, the, all bird. the bird. Like calls. the blue jay has like this weird like <laughs> sort of sound. Um, and then the the sweet little like house bears are more like like they're very melodious. I could keep going, but okay. I'll stop. Okay. Well, thank you for that. That does explain a lot. Hey, before we get started, do you happen to have a nerd tip for us? I do. Just the tip, nerd tip. Ooh. My nerd tip right now is about something probably near and dear. Maybe to all of our hearts. It's about puzzles. It's something okay. that we can all do inside right now. So it's more of a fun fact. And also, uh, did you know? Puzzles exercise. Oh, so it's a nerd tip, a fun fact, and a did you know, all wrapped into one little It bow. is. And that's Didja with a J. 
Oh, now, <laughs> did you know that a puzzle exercises both parts of your brain, the analytical side, of course, you know, the right and the left side, your and logical side, side, and oh. your it's a creative <laughs> mental workout, actually, Nicole. Also, oh. Nicole, it improves short-term memory, literally growing new brain connections in your mind. I'm trying to forget, Danielle. Well, it seems like puzzles are not the thing for you. It also improves problem-solving skills, visual and spatial reasoning, and enhances your mood. But it sounds like you have other ways to cope. I do. I'm just letting you know puzzles right now might be a great quarantine hack to get your brain moving and grooving. We have a puzzle. And we have one of those things that you can put it out and then roll it up. So that you can then save it. Yes. Oh. And can't you glue it together or you stick it on something? You you can shellac it and frame it and remember those painful memories from when you did the puzzle in quarantine forever. Hey, it's literally an, a mental workout. So maybe it's just, it's hurt. It's too hurtful on the mind. I don't know. I don't know. My husband legitimately has a thousand piece puzzle. Half of them are all white pieces. That's Weird. unfair. I want to yeah. know what the picture is. We'll never, we'll never know. Ever. <laughs> really fun thing to do is to take a, p- a piece from another puzzle Ooh. and then cut it so it's the same shape as one of the pieces from a different puzzle. Oh. And then put it in that puzzle's box and take away the piece it's supposed to be. So technically there is okay, a so piece that like fits. Okay, so you're like a modern day Eddie Haskell is who you I, are. I, I absolutely am. That's so I'm a troublemaker. All right, this is a good time to start the show. Hey, Elsie, tell me to start the show. Start the show. Okay. <laughs> this is Funny People Talking with Mark Rako, Danielle Beckman, and Elsie. Hey, everybody. Uh, we are Funny People Talking, and we have another funny person talking. Her name is Nicole Blaine. She's here with us now. So happy. We'll find out more about her in a little while, but it's time to catch up a little bit. Haven't been together in uh, in quite some time. Uh, Danielle, I want to start with you, if I could. And uh, you know what? Before we do, uh, let's get a little bit of important housekeeping out of the way. Uh, Good call, Mark. Thank you. And that is our our uh, appeal to the comedy gods uh, for Tina Fey, our adorable Tina Fey, to join us on this show. So just to, to give you a little idea, Nicole, uh, every show we pray to the comedy gods yeah. in hopes that someday, somehow, the great and powerful Tina Fey will come and do a drive-by, send us a postcard send us a voicemail mm. come on the show anything for us to have contact with her i won't go into it but there's a it backstory a lot of near misses do my, you always you always pray to the comedy gods for the same person for it's always yeah, tina fey always tina fey because we figure if we put it out to the universe you never know i you did the know. same exact thing with jennifer aniston did it work you want to hear my jennifer aniston story oh we gotta get to that are you sure okay yes. All right, 100% true. 
I was just like, and, and everyone should be obsessed with Tina Fey. This was, you know, when was Friends at the height of Friends? It was like season seven. So, yeah. oh my pick, God, amazing. Amazing. Yeah. They, were, they were already making a million an episode, right? Like it was one of those things. I had recently graduated college and I was obsessed with it. I had gone through this terrible family tragedy all through college. I was super sad. And the only thing that would make me happy was taking my boyfriend, who's now my husband, and we would every Thursday at eight o'clock watch Friends. And for a half an hour, everyone was fine, right? No one was sick or dying. It was like the best half hour of my life. So all I want to do when I graduate college is be funny and make people laugh like Jennifer Aniston. Wow. Right? And of course, you graduate college and realize none of your dreams come true. And you look nothing like Jennifer Aniston. And she is phenomenal. And so then I cried and cried and cried. And that's right when Oprah comes out with like, everyone needs to read The Secret and manifest your destiny and put it out there. Right? And I'm worried that my negativity about failing in the future is the problem, right? It's the fact that I am a pessimist and don't think I'm ever going to make it. And then I'm like, I wonder if Jennifer Aniston was worried about failure, right? Like, and if she was, that's good because then it's okay that she still, I can worry and still make it. Absolutely. Like I almost want, I want that pressure off with the secret. I don't really believe anything's ever going to happen, but I want it still to, and I'm going to work for it. So if she thought she was going to fail and she became Jennifer Aniston, life's fine, right? So I start secret manifesting, if only I can ask Jennifer Aniston. So one night I have this very, very vivid dream that I'm sitting in a diner and across from me is Jen A. And I get to ask her the most important question. Right before she answers, I wake up and that's it. And I'm like, God, I was it. One week later on a Thursday, which felt meaningful. Yes. She walks into my work. Now, oh, yes, I'm not exaggerating. Yep. I pee in my pants. Everybody in my office knows that of I'm course. obsessed with her. Yeah. Like this is, this is my person. I'm in my young twenties. I'm obsessed. And what yes. kind of work did you do? I, that part I'm not supposed to say because oh, okay. of where she was going. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Gotcha. right. I'm uh, my mind is I'm like body sculpting, eyebrow waxing. Where are we? That's what my brain is. Uh, totally. I'm, I'm thinking prob <laughs> probation officer. <laughs> None of my jobs were ever any of those cool things. Okay, okay, okay. perfect. Yes. So she comes into my work and I pee myself and I go, <laughs> everybody knows I need five minutes alone with her. And they're like, absolutely. We're going to give you what you want. Now I have to get her to fill out like some paperwork yeah. before we start. So I take her into a private room. I'm visibly <laughs> that, that, That's where you're like, and your address? And no, yeah. Your... Oh, that's exact. Yes. Well, the dumbest thing is, is I'm sitting there shaking and I have to ask her the first question, which is name. And she says, Jennifer Aniston Pitt. Oh, Lord oh. above. Exactly. Like, I'm telling you fucking peak Aniston Pitt time. Wow. Oh, my gosh. The story, she could just end there. That's all. That's all we need. But uh, so I write her name down. And then I have to say something like date of last menstruation. Oh, and well, now goes, we know. <laughs> Now we I know, know where you are. Yeah, right. <laughs> like I said, probation officer. Exactly. <laughs> go Sorry, go ahead. Uh, so I go, date of last menstruation. And she goes, um, oh, right now. I'm on my period right now. And I go, oh, me too. 
And then, okay, that got Elsie laughing. Whoa. Yes. <laughs> so then I have to say, like, date of birth, which, by the way, we all know, February 11th, 1969. But, like, I pretend to not know, right? We all know. I mean, Duh. it's inscribed yeah. on my wall. My birds oh, are course. sitting on it. I just yeah. can't remember the time. I don't remember. <laughs> That's the only thing I don't know. <laughs> um, but she says, February 11th, 1969. And I go, <laughs> you're an Aquarius, and I'm a Gemini. So I don't know if you know this, but, like, they're the most compatible on the <laughs> spectrum. So, and she's like, okay. I'm a Gemini too. Hey girl. Hey girl. <laughs> we can be crazy together. Let's do it. Totally. So I finish the paperwork. I hand it off and I tell my people, give me five minutes alone. I come back in the room with her and I say, Miss Aniston Pitt, can I, <laughs> can I ask you? It wasn't Mrs. Aniston Pitt. It was Miss Aniston Pitt. Miss Aniston Pitt. Yeah. I said, can I ask you a question? And she goes, yeah, anything. I was like, okay. Um, before you were famous, did you worry about failure? Were you afraid you'd never make it? And she says, huh, it's a really interesting question. And nobody has ever asked me that before. Um, no, I was oh. always happy being a waitress. Oh, why? Okay. No that does one not help me at all. Who the fuck is happy being a waitress? Like, you got friends at 25. Like, how long were you serving hamburgers? Seven well, and that's months? why. That's why, though. That's yeah. why she was always happy being a waitress, because it was, like, the 20th Funny. thing to do. And then and it was, like, boom, silver platter and joy. Right. Oh. So then she says to me, oh, are you an actress? And I was like, guilty. And she goes, okay, let me tell you something. One, you're going to fail. And then you're going to succeed. And then you're going to fail some more. And that's how it's always going to go. But would you like some advice? Yes. And she says, okay. Always be in acting classes. Okay, fine. Fair. Always. And she goes, do you write? And I said, no. But my boyfriend does. And she goes, great. Have him write you a one-woman show. Perform it. And you will be fine. And then she floated away. And that was it. Because Jennifer Aniston floats, by the she way. Does. She, yeah, she, she does. Yeah, she does. Her yeah, menstruation yeah, floats. That's Everything right. floats. But here's the problem. I do not. Danielle. What? <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. She's accurate. Um, that was, so then I was like, well, if your most important person gave you advice that's specific to do a one-woman show, and by the way, barf, who wants to do a one-woman show, right? But what? now I'm feeling like, Everybody at that time was doing one woman shows and it was super like weird. But then I thought maybe that's what she's just going around telling every single woman to do one woman shows. I have no and idea. And that's why everyone realize, is doing them. Yeah, exactly. By the way, if you did a one woman show and I don't know where the story is going, you absolutely should have called it. Jennifer Aniston told me to do a one woman show. <laughs> that legitimately almost the title a thousand times <laughs> um but because she told me i had to do it i did it which is ultimately if anyone ever says why did you get into stand-up i'm always like because jennifer aniston well listen look yeah. how it evolved that's amazing she has never come so i'm gonna pray to your comedy gods wow. to, yes. talk to, Tina, to talk to jen to watch my special life's a bit there you go. That's amazing. Oops. And and I, I'm not going to tell my story, but I have a very similar saga with Kate Mulgrew. 
I know the story. I know the story. And Mark story. knows it. Um, she was Captain Janeway on Star Trek Voyager. Okay. She's also played Red in Orange is the New Black. The, oh, okay. The cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's yeah, great. Yeah, um, She's Broadway actress, all that. Okay. But uh, she came into my work on my last oh. day in and? New York. Um, it's it. a whole saga. Um, I actually wrote it in a short story. Oh, good. That maybe I'll just send to you. We've, I've talked yes. about it on air before. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, I will look and you tell me what episode and you send me something because now I need to know the story. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll send you the episode. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 real when you have that like life bond. Yeah. So now, yeah. Uh, okay, let's let's right, bring so let's the comedy box for Tina. Tina. Thank you for sharing yeah. that story. Hey. That was amazing. And Jenny. Uh, so uh, you're welcome to join in. No pressure, Nicole. Uh, okay. So uh, I'll lead it off. Oh, Tina Fey, Tina we Fey, want you to join pray. us, please. We pray to the gods. Amen, amen, amen. Please, Tina Fey, anything, anytime, anywhere. Thank you. Amen. You can spin on us. Thank you, everybody. Someday. Now, what a great story it will be if somehow, some way, this floats in her direction. Speaking of floating. I know, Ooh, and, and and just some because to me that's the kind of thing she would do is hear of this and then mm-hmm. make her make show make, up it, absolutely. So uh, and we would do we will Danielle we will we will go anywhere. Oh yeah, like wherever she is. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll go, go anywhere, Tina. Okay. <laughs> um. Anywho uh great okay so a couple things one is uh, i would love to catch up with everyone of anything that's been happening with uh in their lives right now that's been kind of interesting and i would love to concentrate less on the negative tough things and more on maybe something that's happened that has inspired you or been heartwarming and and i'll i'll lead off not that it has to be like with the thing i'm saying but just to give people a chance to think about what they want to say um and i love elsie if you can think of something on yeah, your end as well I, I already do. oh good so um dude would you like to start with yours elsie no okay so um <laughs> did i positive sorry danielle remind me did i speak on a previous episode about the woman across the street that wore the green shirt I don't think so. Okay, so let me just, just in case I didn't talk about it before, let me just catch everyone real quick. So, as you know, and I, 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 I don't know if this is happening in Santa Monica too, Nicole. I assume perhaps it is. Are you doing applause every night for the healthcare workers and first responders? Is that a thing out there? Like applause from my apartment by myself, or with my neighbors that are back eating <laughs> on their patio? People so kind of pop their. Do you know what I'm referring to? Oh, I don't think Santa Monica okay, so, is too snobby oh, to do anything that nice. Gotcha. That's there too shame. Okay. So across, as as most people know, across major cities like New York, uh, every night at a certain time, and this happens in London too, uh, everyone comes to the window or comes to the street and makes noise, whether they hit pots or applaud, beep their car horns, whatever. Same time for somewhere between two and five minutes. And it's it's a wonderful salute to the healthcare workers and first responders. It shows them we're here. I feel like Horton here's a who. We are here. We are here. But also, um, it's 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 a chance to sort of look out and see your neighbors are there. You're still a part of a community. You're not by yourself. 
It's really cool. And it's kind of grown over time. Well, there was this one person, and I don't really know any of my neighbors in other buildings, uh, just a couple on our floor. It's the ones above you. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, um, the, uh, there was a woman across the street, uh, one floor up, that every day she would come out, she had the same shirt on, a green shirt with white writing. Oh. And I started, every day I would, I would, uh, take my camera and I sort of do a sweep of the street as the applause thing is going on. Uh, clap because you care. Or we care. I think is the hashtag anyway. And I noticed as I was going through the videos, I'm like, she has the same shirt on every day. And I realized a lot of people are wearing pajamas every day or whatever, but I became obsessed with trying to know what was on her shirt. Cause I couldn't see it clearly enough. Mark, your that... obsession was what's on the shirt. Not when is she going to wash it? Yeah, well, it was a combination of things. Yeah, Laundromats are closed, the by the way. So every day, and we started referring to her as Green Shirt, and I started sharing <laughs> this on social media, and I did like a whole collage, and I wanted to know if anyone had insights as to what they thought the shirt might say. Maybe they recognized the design. I don't know, and and then, um, all of a sudden one day, I hear happy birthday from down on the street and i look out and i see that there's a car parked in the middle of the street and there's a family a couple kids and a couple of adults with party hats on looking up at that window with happy birthday playing loudly from their car stereo as they wave above and who comes to the window but green shirt <laughs> with, with a little tiara on and, and her green shirt and um and waves down and they're like how old are you and she's like i'm 37 and they're like happy birthday so that night when we did our clapping she came to the window and i yelled across i said happy birthday and my wife says happy 37th birthday change your shirt and i have to tell you Watching that happen with the birthday and people coming with her, and she said, Thank you so much. It appears she was really touched by this. It was so heartwarming to see this little moment of exchange and say, I know you're trapped up there, but we came out, you know, and did this. And the whole neighborhood, whoever's looking out, shared in it. A quick epilogue. Uh, I, I shot video of that happy birthday thing. And posted Aww. a little snippet of it to, to social media. And I was like, heartwarming moment. And like three people commented. They said, oh, green shirt. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> they had seen my other posts about oh it. They, they, that was what they got out of it. It wasn't that's the heartwarming funny. moment. They're like, oh, hey, look who it is. So anyway, that's that's one of the moments that's happened. Okay, we need footage tonight. I want to know if she changed. Okay, I will try. Okay. Anyone else who would like to go next? Just real quick, I uh, great news. Uh, I have a washer now. <gasps> a person wow. or a machine? I hired my friend to be my washer. Uh, she <laughs> really? wears masks and gloves. No, I. <laughs> I totally bought that. By the way, I, <laughs> the, bird, the birds aren't dipping it in the like bucket. They opposite of clean. Um, so that's been a point of contention with, with me and my fiance. No, um, the, uh, we bought a washer and the, it's the Panda brand. Is so, this a dishwasher or clothes washer? Clothing. 
clothing wow and a dryers on the way um so basically i live in a brooklyn new york city apartment and i have washed three loads from hooking it up to my sink it oh. has been glorious delightful life-changing i'm not yeah. telling anyone in my yeah, neighborhood and except if they listen to this oh dang it uh <laughs> it's they they won't it's fine um but my neighbors won't. Um, my friends who live far away will, but that's okay. They can't get here. I just don't want anyone in my apartment right now. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking. So basically, that has been a joy um, because the laundromats have closed here. Oh, and They have, really? Uh, yes, the only one that is open in my neighborhood is a drop-off, and it takes her five-day turnaround to get you your clothes. Wow. It's a this is not something day. I had thought about. What's this... going on? With, do you guys have laundry in your building? Yes. Yeah, see? So for Me people, too. yeah, I mean, like a lot, I feel like everywhere in LA has laundry in your building, like a, mo mostly. It's like a very New York thing to not have it. In your apartment. In your building. Yeah, that's that's well, no. that is very New York y though. I feel like you see that yeah. in movies. Everyone yeah. uses yeah. laundromats. Exactly. Yeah. And so I yeah. So anyway, it's been life changing. Wow. So that's a joy. That is there a joy. There you go. Good. What about you, Elsie? Did you have one you said? Um, I just wanted to follow up on um one of on our last episode. Um Danielle made a challenge to me and I did it. Oh, yeah, which, Elsie, wait, you have to tell everyone what you did. Elsie's been sending me photos of the challenge that I uh, proposed in a nerd tip. Yeah, so it was the no poo challenge. And no oh, I listened poo. to that, yeah, yeah. yeah. How so, many, and you're really doing it for like the whole time, six weeks or something I more? I did. How'd yeah. it go? Is that why you're not showing us your visuals right now? It didn't turn out well. <laughs> no, she showed me photos. She looks good. Now, now I'm I, I'm not doing visuals because of the cat. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was great. I I literally just did warm water, cold water. Wow. Okay. Now hold on. Like I have took it you, to the nth degree. I have you pooed lately, it. though? Did you poo? No. I I I did a bonus week. Oh. <gasps> This is amazing, Elsie. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna have to share a photo. So it's it's good. It's good. I mean, yeah, the I don't like if I was uh maybe going to the gym and stuff, but I'm doing stuff at home and I'm not out in the air pollution and stuff like that. So maybe But that's what good. how greasy is it? It's not. Really? Right, By the I'm, way, if no one if no one knows what this is, could you please explain what it is if they didn't listen to the episode? Sure. Yeah. I mean, on my nerd tip, essentially, it, I there there was like a challenge to do no poo, so no shampoo, no conditioner, um, no poos of any kind, and it actually is healthier for your hair and better for your hair, apparently. And so Elsie decided to take us up on the challenge. How long is your hair, Elsie? Um, I don't know, a few inches below my shoulders. Okay, because this is. Do you see this? Yes. Yeah, oh, that yeah, long. that's long. No, that's long. It's, it's that well. It's grossly long, but I will say this. I don't wash my hair more than once a week yeah. because it's so hard to wash all this hair. Yeah. Um, so I almost think that I agree that it does give you really healthy hair to just do what I do, which is neglect yourself. 
for as long. I don't think I could do seven weeks just because I feel like yeah, you're right. I, if we're working out, it's hard. But, yeah. Uh, well, I did like once or twice a week. Um, and because normally when I did use shampoo, I only did like once or twice a week. So well, you still it's get just your warm hair water wet. Water. Yeah, yeah, warm well, I mean, water. And you know, you like a little scalp massage kind of thing. Um, but like I said, I think because of uh, not going out in the dirty, dirty streets and stuff, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I should try it again after we're not in quarantine. What streets does poor Elsie live on? What? Where? Oh, it's New York. Have you <laughs> oh, been here? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> She's yeah, not like, disclosing that. Fair like enough. Manhattan in the summertime. Oh, my God. The garbage. Yeah. You need extra poo for that. but yeah. Well, you get extra poo, not on yeah. purpose. Yeah, yeah. Especially now. And uh, thank, thank you, Elsie. And, and what about you, Nicole? Do you have a... Uh, some Thanks. positive thing that 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 you can reflect on in in this sure. difficult time. Sure, we, uh, my husband and I, are trying to do as much as we can with these kids that they walk away going, "That was the best time of our life ever." Like oh. this is somehow we have got to fake it till we make it. And they and and listen, my husband is also a high school teacher, so it's not like forget education, but it is. He's like, I want them to come out of this they don't need to learn a thing. They're fine. Right. Like, so even if school's closed for six months, you know, like let's do fun stuff. So he claims this was his idea. I claim it was my idea. We can find about it later, <laughs> but <laughs> we did a water gun drive-by shooting with all of our friends. Oh my gosh. And so we texted like 10 families and I said, Hey, between anyone who, who wants to participate between three and four o'clock, we're going to come by your house we're going to be in a car with a bunch of water guns. You be prepared. I'll tell you what order we're going in the houses and we'll do drive-bys. And the kids were super excited and like five families participated. So we choreographed like, you know, the timing of it. And I filmed it and I made a montage and a video. And like, we just, you know, ambushed all of these people from our cars with the masks and the giant water guns. And we pumped loud music and we sang and we played. And it was an hour and a half on our Saturday, right? And it was so much fun that my eight-year-old son turns to me at the very end and he says, mommy, I want to invent a pill that will freeze me in my age when I'm 45. And when I'm exactly 45 years old, I'm going to take this pill and I will not age anymore. I'll be stuck in my body so that a hundred years from now, so as in 2020, when there's the next pandemic, because he realizes they happen in, you know, every hundred years we have yeah. one of these plagues, right? So that I'll be alive and fit enough, but I'll be 45 years old, even though it'll be, you know, a hundred years from now. And I can do the exact same thing with my kids because this was the best day ever. So I imagine oh two things. God. One is that was the greatest feeling as a parent. Right. An amazing moment. Yeah. You're so proud of your kid for having that viewpoint. And secondly, you're like, what's wrong with you? Why would you pick 45? Yeah. <laughs> like, it was so specific. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, why not like 27? You're going to yeah. feel so much better. <laughs> what was great was he did it because that's my husband's age and he's obsessed is with that, him. Yeah, yeah. 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 But you're right. I was like, I feel like we peaked years ago. So definitely pick a better number. Um, but he thought that way I'll be a dad and I'm going to have these kids. Now are you ready for the sad part of this story? Cause this is weird. And I, and I open it up and go like, we'll get real on this topic because it's sort of strange. So I make this video, you can go on my Instagram, you can see it. And it's really cute. And we set it to 
woke up you know that gang gangster rap song it's anyway it's funny old from the 90s anyways um we set it to this fun song i make a montage where we visit all the families i post it people on facebook and instagram they like facebook reposts lots of like oh this is such a fun idea and then all of a sudden someone i don't know and i'm not friends with on facebook posts it's nice that you're having fun with your kids i appreciate that but i have black children and can't do this because they would get shot and i was like oh that got real like she's right that i yikes and i don't know how you guys deal with those type of things where you Mm -hmm. feel like wow and even as a comedian you put out Mm -hmm. material and you have one intention and it hits someone else because it's one of those topics where i was like and this was yesterday my heart dropped because i'm a hundred percent on her side and I never meant to do something that would make her feel or, but she's right. She's shedding light on an important topic. And I was like, I don't really know what to do. I don't really know how to handle this. So I just feel like you just kind of ignore it. I, I don't really know. From my little head, this is not me saying what I think is right. This is how I tend to go. So I'll do this all the time. Like I'll post something, say on, on social media mm-hmm. and, and a few people will laugh or whatever. And then yep. they'll, and then, and then someone will have a, a, an opinion that makes me go, well, now I've hurt someone's feelings. Yeah. Or now I've now all of a sudden they think this is an opportunity to start sharing all sorts of points of view. And right. that wasn't my intention. I wasn't right. trying to start a conversation. Right. Although I, inv- I invite people to start a conversation. So just because I hang a, a painting on the, my wall in my home right. and I invite people to a party doesn't mm-hmm. mean that I want them to comment on the painting. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I guess I should invite people over to my home if I'm not prepared for them. To, and if I realize that I've offended everyone in the party, right? do I tell them to get out of my home? Do mm-hmm. I tell them suck it up? Or do I take the painting down? Right. Because I care about these people and I don't want to be offended. And it's a tough thing to think about. Like you're, you're wrestling with my choice is usually, I feel like they ruined it. Like, right. I feel like, I mean, not, not that they were mean, but I'm saying, well, they took all the, all the funds been sucked out of it now. So I'm just going to take it down. Cause I just don't want to hurt anyone, mm-hmm. even though I have every right to put this innocent thing up. So mm-hmm. that's, that's where I tend to go. Just to go off of what Mark said, and also just uh, what you said, Nicole, you know, I find that on social media, of course, all of us are expressing ourselves, right? And Mm -hmm. trying to bring joy and people can't but help um, to express their own selves onto what everyone else is doing. And so, of course, it sounds like this, uh, sadly, this person is like, has experienced hardship. This person is hurt by race. This person is, you know, um, going through their own thing. And I think it's very important to listen Mm -hmm. when things like that come up and ask like, oh, I'd love to know more about that for you. At the same time, that that doesn't make it fun and okay for someone to come and just straight up rain on your parade, literally your your water gun parade. Um, and so it's, it's, it's sort of that thing where you're going, well, am I taking care of myself and my family and my boundaries? But also obviously this person is like carrying a lot and 
I want to be a part of the solution, not the problem. So mm-hmm. like what, what, how can I engage in this with this person more? And all that to say, cause like I've had yeah. with many things like that, um, you know, living in New York city, like we're among people all the time on the subway, you're constantly affronted by, um, people literally in your face and, um, and people, you know, in every state of life. And so anyway, I just think that it's, it's, there's those two sides, right. And you can hold both at the same time. And sometimes even if you engage with that person, it depends how well you know them. I don't know them. I don't even know how they saw my post. Okay. Cause I was going to say, I thought it it sounded like it was a mom that you knew from a school and they were saying that it it is a mom. Um, we have two mutual friends who I don't actually even, I'm not even, those are peripheral people. So I don't even know how it tracked into her zone. Right. Well, yeah. And that's, and that's the other thing. Sometimes it's trolls and then sometimes it's like, oh, well, if this is someone you actually knew and cared about, then that's a totally different thing. Yeah, that would be different. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, there's, there's something to be said though about like whether it's like, do we ignore this or is it like, oh, wow, do I have to go there with this person? It sounds like you don't because you don't even know them. Um, maybe they, t- maybe some, maybe someone shared it or tagged themselves that that person knew of the two people yeah. that you moved. Um, in my case, if, if it were me, I would probably just private message them to give them some acknowledgement oh. to say, I'm so sorry huh. that there's a difference. I'm glad you brought it to my attention. I, I'm sorry. This is the kind of world we live in or something. I don't know. Oh my God, Elsie, I should have done that. That would have been... Because I wanted to say something and I didn't even consider direct messaging. Um, And yeah. yeah. she maybe wouldn't have even seen it because since we're not friends, right. you know, it goes into that weird mailbox. But uh, that's the best advice. And next time um, when I come into a conflict, I'm calling you. You're my new best <laughs> friend. <laughs> and um, so here's what was weird. I didn't know what to do about it. And I sat on it. And my friends who were part of the water gun fight started texting me like, Oh my God, this, this is so sad. We were having fun. We, we never would have meant for this. What, this is so, I feel so bad. What do we do? And then that her post, her comment started getting like a bunch of likes from her friends. So it started getting 15 likes and then, which is a lot for, again, for like, I don't even know these people. And then one of her friends commented separately on my post, um, this is the perfect example of privilege. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I and mean, it's it's the it's there. It's the experience of yeah. of a their lot life, yeah, pain and their life. Yeah. So, and as Elsie said, it's like this is the world we live in, and so you know, yeah, what no. do you do other than ask questions of of empathy and finding out someone else's? Obviously, their needs are not being met by what's going on in the world you know like there's uh that's that's hard how how old are your kids nicole uh 12 and 8 okay here's a question for you have you have you thought about whether or not you should share any of this with your kids um you don't want to deflate the balloon for them of the joy of this but should they be aware of how this could affect people and and if so have have you done that or have you what should have been your thoughts about that yeah. I'm not saying you should. I, I'm it's asking. A great question, though. It's such a good question because I think, I mean, here, the only weird 
the other, like in filtering out all of the things I feel and like some of my, one of the friends who was texting me going, this is horrible. This is so sad. Um, and what she said, which I get was the woman is correct. Both women are totally correct, but this doesn't feel like the platform, the time or the place. You know, we, we were trying to do something fun in a desperate way to help our own kids get out energy and a water gun fight is innocent, but I get it set to a song that's like a hip hop gangster. And like, it dawned on me and I took it as a moment, Mark, just like you said, will I tell them it was a moment. And just like you're both, you know, Danielle and Elsie, same thing. Where do I learn from this? And as a comedian or someone who's doing art, how do I try to not do something this sad? Like I, cause I wasn't, my intention wasn't this. But I have to have an aha moment and wake up and go, you're right. So how do we learn from it? And I I think I will talk to my kid. Like, I think that's part of the process, especially because it was such a great day for my son. Yeah. Um, and him saying it was like the greatest moment of his life. Not that I want to ruin it, but I think everything's a learning moment. And there are other kids um, with other colors and other backgrounds and like the world and police brutality is important. And I think the, they'll learn more from this than they would watching a dumb history class. Absolutely. So yeah, I took it down. At, anyways, <laughs> I took it off of Facebook. Oh, okay. I was wondering. Yeah. I wish I had done what Elsie said, um, but I just felt like, look, if it's making anyone uncomfortable, then it's gone. Um, and I yeah, didn't get well, that traction on Instagram, so it's there. And if I do, okay. I'll just take it off. But also, I think that what you said of like it's not the time and place, and and yeah. so the hard thing is. It is if this person had known you and engaged with you a little more and actually did direct message you and say, hey, this made me uncomfortable uh, because X, Y, Z, then that huh. gives you the way to go, wow, thank you for telling me. And then you you have almost like a new acquaintance that you're talking to about right. race in a productive way. But instead, yeah. it's it's going around in these um, big vacuums of, of – um, circles of people listening social media can really it's a tough one it's a tough it's one a, it's it's airing it's a, a lot of stuff in public that i feel like would be so much more productive if it, if it was spoken about first in private and then brought to a bigger audience but who knows? all right well that is quite an experience that you had both both fun experience and wow experience too thank you for sharing that nicole really uh, all right, so we're going to pause briefly. When we come back, we're going to play a quick improv game, and then we're going to talk all about Nicole right after this. You know that wonderful euphoric feeling you get when you have a belly laugh, and your whole body feels wonderful, endorphins are released, and you forget every care in the world, and for just a moment, everything is perfect and you understand love don't expect any of that here this is funny people talking all right everybody uh welcome back to funny people talking uh, before we get into uh, the rest of nicole's story i feel like we've heard a lot of it but we want to get into <laughs> some other things too um i want to play uh, as is our tradition on the show a quick round of an improv game i think this is a game we've not played on this show yet uh if we have i don't think it's been this way it's a game called seuss this which is basically 
to have an argument or a, or or a conversation, but I would like to have some sort of argument or discourse in the style of Dr. Seuss. So everyone that uh, participates in the argument has to speak as if you are in a Dr. Seuss book. Uh, and uh, in that style, uh, it's the only way you can communicate. Uh, we'll know when the scene's over, when it feels like the story's over. Uh, all you need is a suggestion of what the argument is about. So I like to suggest that maybe Danielle and Elsie maybe lead it off to demonstrate and to try the first round if you're up for that, Elsie. Okay. You cool with that? Yeah. Okay. So, Nicole, why don't you uh, suggest something that Danielle and Elsie are arguing about or having a disagreement about? Okay, and I just want to let everyone know in advance, as a stand-up, I am most afraid of improv. Like, oh. this is this is this is my most scary thing. I can't do improv, so we're gonna just watch you all, and then I'm just gonna have a slow death. But yes, let's okay. do this. Well, I'll um, I promise you, we're it's you're gonna be proud of your success on this, and I'm I'm very grateful for you d- diving in. Okay, good. It'll be, it'll be fine. It'll so, be a fine. subject that they're arguing about. Yeah, what what are Danielle and Elsie having a debate about, arguing about, having a disagreement about? Give me anything. Um, the Leaning Tower of Pisa has not been leaning. It's actually been us all along that are off. <laughs> That's awesome. How perfect. Okay. All right, so uh, take it away, ladies. All right. Um, Danielle, I do not want to argue about this during coronavirus. I do not want to argue with you. I don't want to argue with Miley Cyrus. The leaning tire, the leaning tower of Pisa is the one leaning one way. I don't care. You can argue. That's what I say. The leaning tower, the leaning tower. I think you have it all wrong. I don't want to say, but I am dismayed and I feel mighty strong. That your argument has no weight. It is not great. It is not great. I think we are all on course. And I think it's the best. Of course. I used the word <laughs> course twice. But anyway. That's what I would have said. Elsie, a- how dare you? I'm definitely wrong. And your hair has no poo. <laughs> that's it. Back. That's it right there. That's it. Hey, oh good God. job. No, wow. I was impressed. You're too good. I can't follow you that. You certainly can. Like, I Let's have try. to say something. Will you try? I have to say something real fast. I have a secret hidden talent of being really good at rhyming things. God damn it. And and like that, I felt even I felt weak in that. So, but Mark, just so you know, for future, I'm really good at, at like oh off the God. cuff. That's funny because my exact ability is the opposite to never be able to rhyme. <laughs> no, if you know Dr. Seuss, you don't have to rhyme everything. You that's right. You magical. don't have to. The, I like the, the repeating was perfect. Yeah, that's that's a key to Dr. Seuss. Mm-hmm. And by the way, um, for rhyming, here is, a, and this maybe this is Danielle's hint too, but uh, as a way of being helpful, Nicole, one of the things that you can do is think ahead of time of words that can rhyme that you will use if you need to fall back on them. Oh, so you can literally say like, I've got sing and bring okay. and, and thing. So I've got those lined up that I can go to. All that's, you need to do is advice. make those my destination, okay. you know, and then, and then you're not searching for them in the moment. 
Okay. The beautiful thing is it doesn't, it doesn't have to be perfect. Okay. It doesn't good. have to be great. Good. Great. Okay, so, um, uh, Elsie, what are we debating or arguing about? Is pie better than cake? Oh, perfect. Yeah. Thank you. I'll start it out to give you a little right. room here. I say there, Nicole, uh, I think there's a mistake. I'm pretty sure pie is better than cake. It has filling and crust, and it tastes oh so good. With cake, I would just throw it onto my car hood. Um, uh, it's not great. I never ate uh, a cake that I liked. I just threw it off the cliff where I biked. <laughs> Well, Mark, well, Mark, I must say, I can't remember anyone eating pie on their wedding day. So every time you have a joyous occasion, I must say what you need to do is make room in your tummy for cake abundance. Because if you're getting married and you want to show your partner how you really love them, you have to take that cake, smash it in their face, and then hump them. <laughs> this sounds exactly what Seuss, he would say. <laughs> he often used the word hump twice a day. <laughs> he used it over and over and over again. He used to say hump once or twice, and then he would say, screw you, forget you, enough with the cake. Just eat pie every day, for goodness sake. Yay! Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, Nicole, that was amazing. And you did it. You did a great job. I'm sweating. I'm well sweating. Done, you did so good. Well, you're in, you're in California. It's hot. So I'm going to have to wash right. my green shirt. Oof. You get, wow. it's got oobleck all over it. <laughs> uh, but, um, but really, props to you for jumping Phew. in and being willing to do it. Thank you. I did. Um, and you did do it. And your kids would be so proud. So proud. Uh, all right, especially, you know, pumped. I love it. That's okay. good. Um, so let's take just a quick few minutes and cover a little bit more about Nicole. And then uh, we'll finish out the show with a little end of show food moment. So uh, the question I would like to lead off, we've already talked a little bit about your special and we've talked about um, a little bit about how you got into stand up. And we talked about Jennifer Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um what I would love to lead off with is when was the moment that you were willing to admit to yourself that you were funny? Uh, Assuming that you think that now, what, and I mean that seriously, uh, what was the moment which you said, you know, maybe I would dare charge money for this, or I would, I would dare have someone present me as someone who's funny. What, what do you think was the moment when, that clicked in your head, even if you think you have room to grow. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 I think uh, I'm not that funny, and I have to work really hard to try to make anything funny. Um, so, 
it still feels like the biggest, like it's to the point of where I go, why did I even think I should put a special out? Like that was so stupid, you know? And I'm, I'm too young in the game, not young personally, but like young in the comedy world, you know, I haven't done it for 20 years. You don't put out a special mm-hmm. under a certain amount of time, you know? Yeah. Doesn't a special have to be special? Yeah, I, it, was... it should have been, um, which is why I covered the entire thing up with my children. So oh. they're, they're way more entertaining. Um, you know, what's funny that you say that is, I had a weird moment this morning because I don't feel like I wasn't funny as a kid. I have to work very hard to craft a joke. Um, Mm. But it was funny. My son was getting on Zoom this morning with his third grade teacher and she's delightful. And she saw me kind of I was bandaging a wart wound because, like I said, Mm. that's what I do is constantly fixing the warts. And I was down there taking care of him and she could see me in the bottom of the screen. And so she was sweet. She was like, hi, Nicole, how are you? And I was like, oh, I'm fine. Good morning. And she goes, I bet you're getting a lot of good new material for this. And I thought, oh, well, yes, sure. There's some quarantine jokes. I'm sure we'll all be subjected to hearing for the next four years in every open mic that I go to. It's going to be terrible. Um, But I walked away from that moment and it actually dawned on me. She thinks I'm an actual comedian. And sometimes it's just that reflection back to you. Like she wasn't doing me a favor and making me feel good, which I feel like my mom does you know but she was she thought of me as a stand-up she associates you with comedy yeah 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 like I couldn't believe like I walked away going like I fooled her like I fooled people I don't know um so to answer your question it was this morning oh wow (laughs) how how special that you feel like you've had that moment and it, it offered some clarity to you even a sliver um it is do you think this is i mean this is a serious question do you think this is imposter syndrome or have you just not caught up to your own self yet um it's weird i mean you guys are all performer people who you you know when things work and things don't work right and what's weird about stand-up is I feel the science of performing it night after night, and it's the same joke. Sometimes it's for five people, sometimes it's for 500 people, and it works and it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And you're always trying to kind of get that ratio down so that it works most of the time or yeah. close to all the time, and you refine it, and refine it, and refine it. And then by the time you're doing that, you're starting another joke that's new and either falls flat out. So you're always in this weird limbo space of something that doesn't work and like getting sick of the stuff that does work and feeling like, well, I'm not allowed to use it anymore because I've done it. So I feel like it's not even, it's just a perpetual moment of, am I funny enough today? And so it's, it's, and I ha- and I walk into every show with fear and then half the time it's great and half the time it's not. So I don't really know the answer. I think that I just always feel nervous about it. Well, I hear that it's like a perpetual – so it's like even if you have like a solid, say, like 15-minute set, you're still going to like be refining and then you're going to have – if someone asks you to do a 20-minute set, you're going to have five eh jokes that you still always have to try out to bring on. So it's it's a constant like living in that – uncomfortability. Like in that tension, are are you learning to like – live in that tension and, and be okay with it? Or how, how is it coming along? Is it like, get me out of here? Or I'm curious. It's interesting. Well, because I feel like the first like five, six years of stand up was all 
being very scared to do motherhood jokes at bars with mm. 20 year old comics. Yeah. Um, knowing that mainly they're men. still mainly male yes, comics. men still living with their mothers. So like, they're not parents. So a lot of me felt very insecure about being this old lady mom comic. But then I got to see people like Lori Kilmartin and Kira Saltanovich who are just like beasts and like they'll mm. fucking crush anybody. And they were able to do that mom comedy with no apologies. And I do a lot of shows with them because I'm lucky and I'm in L.A. And I kept going, you just have to if a joke is good, even the 20 year old douchebag yeah. will laugh at it because he was once a child who had a mother, hopefully, you know, best case scenario. Um, so I tried to tell myself, and also once I was on a show, um, do you guys know Dana Gould? He's an amazing stand up. Plus he like wrote for the Simpsons, I think, or whatever, but he's like, Dana Gould is amazing. Watch, yeah. Listen to him. He, he's great. So he was on a show of mine where I was doing interviews and I said, what advice would you give to people doing stand up? And he said, you know, you have to start right before you walk on that stage and know that they want to laugh. And so you just have to walk out with confidence immediately. Um, because they can smell the fear. Yeah. And so if something goes wrong, you know, and they worry that you can't handle it, they're going to be too nervous for you to laugh, even if it is funny. That's so, like a teacher too. Yeah, a teacher has totally. to just have to walk in. Be, control, be in control, be okay with it not going well. And then they're relaxed enough to laugh if you can win them over later. So I think that's the big growth is like always being comfortable with the uncomfortable. Yeah. How do you think about writing your jokes? Meaning, do you observe something, make a note and say, I think I can make a joke out of that? Mm -hmm. um, do you just tell a story? How, how do you formulate your comedy so that you say, you know what you think is funny and then do something with that? Good question. Um, and I wonder if how people do that. So I love asking all comics that question. For me, it's all about rooted in what happened in the moment. So all of my jokes are inspired by daily life. And it'll be one of those things where I'm like, oh, that could be, if I can figure out a way to rephrase what he just said with the proper setup, that can be a joke. Um, and then, and then I'll legitimately be nervous about it. I'll think about it. I'll lose sleep about it. I'll write it down. Like I'll make a note so I don't forget because I'll always forget. And then I'll pull it back up and go, okay, I'll try it during my day job on a random person, not where they're, ex yeah. And I'll work it out a lot like that. And to the point of where then we'll be at like barbecues with friends and they'll be like, are you testing a joke on me? And I'm like, how's it working? <laughs> um, <laughs> So I get it from real life and then work it out and then put it on the stage and see how it goes. Uh, where can people uh, find your special? Where can they find your comedy? Uh, where can they track you down? How can they stalk you? Um, ask the woman who hates me on Facebook. She will tell you where to find me. Ooh, no. burn. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I, if you just go to NicoleBlaine.com, N-I-C-O-L-E. B-L-A-I-N-E.com. Um, my website directs you to all the platforms you can buy the special on or rent it for a few bucks. So it's on Amazon and iTunes and I don't know, everywhere. That's awesome. Well, everybody, that's right. Everybody check that out. It's very important. It's so good. Um, all right. Well, thank you. I wish we had 15 hours with you, Nicole, honestly. Before you go, we're going to just finish out real quick with a lightning fast round of end of show food and it's going to go like this end of show food. you and elsie 
are going to run to your kitchens if you can, if you don't Mm -hmm. mind, Mm -hmm. as quickly and safely as you can and grab the first thing that you find that you can come back here with. Okay. And we're yes. going to taste test it and tell us about it as comically it? as you can. Yep. Okay. On your marks, you said go. Ready? Go. Okay. Connect with the show at Mouth Media Network or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. And please, for the love of all that is holy, subscribe to the show and leave us a damn review and a really, really good rating on iTunes. Pretty please? Thank you. Nicole and Elsie are on their way to their kitchens. They're flying as fast as they can. And they're they going. They're going. Wh- you don't know what they're, they're doing. Going. We don't know what they're doing. They're coming back with food, something I hope that they can like eat. A lychee or a seaweed involved. Like oh, really Nicole came back food. fast. Wow, Nicole came back fast. Well, you had to have All quick right. snacks for kids, right? I know like, it's important. Grab and go, mom. Okay, so don't tell us what it is yet. What oh. we'd like you to do is describe to us what it is in the most comic way possible that you can. Elsie, your job is to describe what you have in the most comic way possible, and we want to guess what it is before you taste it. Okay. Nicole, why don't you go first? Okay. Well, this is an incredible on-the-go snack for children, when you are trying to uh, keep their blood sugar from dropping um, so that they don't scream at you, throw any toys at your head, and you feel somewhat like there's a bit of protein, but ultimately packed with fake fruit that is mushed (laughs) and liquidized, where there is zero fiber, total sugars are 23 grams, Uh, protein is 6 grams, which is probably a complete lie, uh, but uh, you grab the bottle on the go, and there is vitamin D. Wow. I, I, first, I thought you were heading in the fruit roll-up direction. but this, I'm thinking it's one bottle. of those squeezable things from, like, Trader Joe's. Are they, like, like, like a gel? Like a, like this, a might, gel? This, this tip might give it away. If you had a yeast infection, you might want to drink, eat. Cran- it's cranberry Cran- juice. Cranberry no. fruit roll up. <laughs> there are active there are active cultures. It's yogurt. Cranberry yogurt. yogurt. Wow. Okay. And there you go. You know what? We're not gonna make you eat it if you don't want to. Um I mean, know. I can't drink strawberry yogurt, but um, yeah. that's what my kids do. They like it from Trader Joe's. I strawberry knew Trader Joe's was in there somehow. Mm-hmm. Yes. As okay. a mom, you have to be. <laughs> Thank you for doing that, Nicole. And what about you, Elsie? What did you grab? Um, it's green and it's crunchy and it's a little bit um, uh, spicy, a little bit tangy, a uh, little bit country, a little bit rock and roll. <laughs> Celery. <laughs> Celery? No. Rice cracker? No. Seaweed. Crunchy seaweed. I said seaweed. No. From earlier. No. Yeah. All right. Oh. Everybody's guest. Do you want me to say? Yeah, go ahead. Cilantro, lime, pistachios, and pepitas. Oh, those are good. Wow. Oh. Well, that sounds good. Yeah. You win. 
All right. Yeah. Well, I don't know if healthy wins or not, but. But they taste good. (laughs) Wow. Good job. Now, just to let you know, what we normally do on end of show food is Elsie provides a food for all of us to share when we're in the studio. And all of us have the opportunity to. uh, So I'm going to open a mini item for you. Yeah, I think you <laughs> thank you for that gift there, Elsie, uh, and uh, and then and then we all have an opportunity to enjoy the snack and rate it. So this is the closest thing we can come to. So anyway, thank you, Elsie, for doing that. Thank you, Nicole. Thank uh, you. What a wonderful opportunity to talk with you. It's so nice to meet you. I hope we can have you back on the show someday and oh, uh, and have a little more time together. Uh, that's it for so this episode. Fun, I'm very sad to say. We wish you luck. I think you have a bright. I think you, you know what? This is this is my little prediction for you. Okay. I think you have literally as bright a future as you permit yourself to have. Thank you. Either way, I'm going to be really happy in the end becoming a waitress. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's what it's um, all about. Well, mm-hmm. All right. Well, Nicole Blaine, uh, thank you so much. Uh, thanks to, uh, and a uh, big shout out to your husband. Thank you. And uh, and also uh, thanks to your uh, publicists and PR people uh, for connecting us. And um, I everybody check out her special, Life's a Bit. I love that. When, she, right. when she's in New York, we're going to have her on the show, and we're all going to actually be together when social distancing is over. Yes. I yes. love it. I'm, uh, I'm putting oh, that in the universe. That's happening. Yeah. That Nicole, I can make happen. Nicole, when, when you yeah. do have plans to come to New York. Yeah. Um, I would really appreciate if you would uh, look us up or or have your publicist reconnect us or I'd whatever, love it. Yeah. And, and let's arrange a time that we can do something cool together. For real, please, yes. All please. right, all let's right. Thank you, it. and of course we'll come to your show. So, okay, all good. right, that's <laughs> it for this episode. This really great episode of Funny People Talking. Thank you all so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Nicole, and so for for Elsie. Thanks. And, <laughs> and Danielle. Farewell. <laughs> I'm Mark Rako. Have a great day, everybody. Stay healthy, stay safe, and stay funny. Bye-bye. That's it? That's the end of the show? Boy, oh boy, what a crock. This was Funny People Talking. No portion of the content may be reproduced or published without the strict written permission of the producers. Connect with our show at at Mouth Media Network or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. I'm your announcer, Peter Coleman. Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network. Amplify and connect. Connect.